Hello, uh, today is March 5th, 2022. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcast should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA, PayPal, and AMD. Thank you. Okay, uh, haven't done this in quite a while. Um, just been uh, focusing more on the website, but today we're going to start off with uh, earnings. Uh, on Monday, there's nothing really much uh, worth a mention. Uh, before open on Tuesday, though, there's Dick's Sporting Goods and Petco. Uh, a mention on Dick's, uh, I bought a pair of wrestling shoes from Dick's Sporting Goods. So if Dick's Sporting Goods does go up, uh, you're welcome. After close on Tuesday, uh, there's Bumble and MongoDB, Stitch Fix, and Figs? The, the scrub brand? Is this... Is this right? Figs. Let me see. Figs stock. <clears throat> it is. Isn't it just like a trend though? Yeah. Down 60% from its IPO price of 34 bucks, or at least that's when it was. Um, that that that's what it was on IPO day. I'm not sure what the IPO price was, but down 60% uh, since it first came out. Uh, and that was May 28th of 2021. Wow, so it's been out for almost a year. I just never knew it was a public company. <clears throat> my, you know, my thing about figs is that I understand a lot of my, like, medical friends wear figs. But there's nothing proprietary about uh, the scrub and how they fit. Uh, you can kind of say that with Lulu. But Lulu's total addressable market is just bigger, right? Uh, Lulu is fitness and athleisure. It's also professional. So it touches like everywhere um, in the market. Whereas Figs is, at least to my knowledge, is just like, yeah, healthcare apparel. And that's not a whole lot of people, at least compared to, say, like Lulu. Um, but its market cap is also significantly smaller than Lulu. I would imagine Lulu, yeah, it's about like a tenth of Lulu's um, market cap. So, and so that's after the bell on Tuesday. Um, after the bell on Wednesday, you have Asana and CrowdStrike. Um, CrowdStrike is getting a little bit more attention than normal uh, because uh, it's a cybersecurity company, and with the Russia-Ukraine conflict happening. Um, the U.S. has issued, like, you know, an alarm or just a announcement to just be aware of cybersecurity attacks, um, namely, like, the ones that happened to NVIDIA, uh, where some of their proprietary um, software got uh, leaked and some personal identifiable information got leaked as well. So you'll see a lot of this cybersecurity um a lot of these cybersecurity stocks continue to go up or, you know, just be at least volatile as people give them more attention. Um, and, yeah, just up to you and your own um, thesis on how the war or, you know, conflict will play out. So if you are bearish and you think that the war is going to continue for a really, really long time, then maybe uh, cybersecurity is the industry that you Put, start putting some focus on but if you think this will blow over um, then I would probably just stay away from cybersecurity stocks not because I would think they, they're, they're going to go down but I think that because right now the macro market is so volatile and we've been heading down 
that there are better opportunities for you to park your money somewhere that won't uh, make you sweat, right? Because if you're trading a stock that everyone else is trading, yes, there's more volume. I argue that there's even more price discovery, but a lot of the time it's very news driven. So suddenly you're not trading CrowdStrike. When you get into CrowdStrike, you're suddenly trading Russian Ukraine news. So that's my only thing that I'd look out for. And on Thursday, before open, you have JD um, and Baozun. After close on Thursday, there is DocuSign, Oracle, Ulta, Tilly's, and Rivian. So that would be cool to look at, actually. Um, and then on Friday, nothing really much worth of mentioning. Alrighty. Uh, I want to quickly talk about the huge website changes that uh, came out for datagame.com. Um, a lot of people have been coming to the website and I see a lot of my traffic is actually from sharing links now. So I th thought that was pretty cool. Um, people are sharing their trades more than ever and people are interacting with the site more than ever and that's all according to Google Analytics. And I think that's just really cool. It really feels like the push that I made was justified and you know, I'll continue iterating and uh, making it better. Um, I'm probably going to be taking like a few days off of working on the website this week. Um, but I imagine what I'll be working on next is the follow feature for a particular stock and for a particular type of trade. Uh, I know a lot of people are missing um, the filter that was previously on the website where you can filter by a trade type. Um, so I'll be working to get s some version of that back in. But for now, uh, I'll be letting the website live as it is. And uh, I just want to give a quick uh, thank you and shout out to the people that really uh, helped polish the website. Because, you know, I'm always confident in when I push my changes to the website and thinking that, like, I've tested it enough. But really, you don't get enough testing until you really get someone or you deploy it to people that use it. And for those people I'm internally great grateful um, I want to give a uh, a big, 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 big shout out to uh, Mr. Integrity, uh, Pastor Bedtime, uh, Norco, Mememe, Maestro XC, Major, Can't Make Money IRL, Pocket Change, um, and then there's a few in my email here. Uh, want to give a shout out to also Akshay, uh, Holden, Ryan. Quark, um, let's see, uh, who is this, uh, SD, or Sean, uh, Roy, uh, Matthew, there's just a whole bunch of people, um, oh, also, if I didn't mention, yeah, Michael, yeah, and Judah, yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of people in here, and I wish I had put stars next to them, because it's kind of hard reading through my email, but, yeah, thank you for everyone that has sent me suggestions feedback screenshots and all the above it's it, it really is really cool seeing people take time out of their busy day to help out uh with something that really just they don't really have to do so i appreciate it a ton thank you all right uh today's topic is about giving up or capitulation or despair or fear or fud it, or fear uncertainty doubt it's whatever it's, it's the mood that is currently being felt by a lot of people. Um, you know, some of it can be also be felt by me, for sure. Because, yeah, I don't quite know 
uh, where the market is going to go. I, I think no one does, and anyone that does say that they know is lying. But there is this reminiscing feeling that I am feeling um, that reminds me of uh, something of like the corona drop where I start seeing on Twitter, Reddit, namely like Wall Street Bets, um, and uh, you know, other places that people are starting to feel like they just want to exit out of their red positions and uh, they want to just quit. Like, don't get me wrong, I think taking a break and even quitting is okay if it's just too much i i i'm not gonna think of you like any other way uh, because you need to take care of yourself and that includes mental health first and i can understand that if you haven't been trading responsibly or if this is like your first time and you know you were you grew up in your trading career last year when everything started to go up and then now that sudden strategy is not working anymore and you don't know what to do when times are red yes i can understand that could be very frustrating and you want to quit. And I'm saying that if you do want to quit, it's okay. Like, just quit. Uh, I'm not going to say, oh, you know, you, you got to tough it out. You got to do this. Because who knows? Maybe this is the top. I'm not going to I'm not gonna ever say like, oh, dude, don't, don't sell. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, because, you know, a lot of those people on Twitter uh, say that stuff or definitely said that stuff uh, near the top of the coronavirus crash, right? Uh, and then the market drops like 10%, uh, it's, uh, 20% over like a month, and they just go quiet. It's like, oh, dude, you told me not to sell. Like, where did you go? And then that's not the that's not the type of vibe that I'm trying to give off in this podcast. The vibe that I do want to give off is the one where I want you to know what your options are and the questions that you should be asking yourself when you are feeling this way. Right now, there's a whole bunch of fear. The volatility index is pretty pretty high. Um, that means you know the market is expected to whip up and down very violently, violently, um, and that could mean up or down. Uh, the market can rip six percent up, and then the market could could go down ten percent, right? Um, or vice versa, the market could go down six percent, and next day the market goes up ten percent. We're due for those days. Um, at least that's what the, the VIX or volatility, the current volatility is telling us. Um, and if you try to swing trade these days, you can imagine how you get got so quickly. I know a lot of people have already gotten upset that there was a market rally maybe at the uh, end of the day because that was the day that they decided to buy puts because they wanted to protect their portfolio or they thought the, the market would go down, right? And that's the type of environment that you want to not trade in. That's like not the mentality that you want to enter, it, um, enter in with uh, at least because uh, if you are getting tilted or frustrated or upset, about intraday movements, your trade horizon isn't long enough. You know, some people might also say, Junie, well, I thought shorter uh, date to expirations were your favorite during this time. Uh, why would you say that um, getting upset during a shorter time frame is bad? In my opinion, 
the shorter time frame trades that I'm picking are a lot safer than the other ones that a lot of other people are picking. Some people are picking like long, long calls and long puts, which I think they're both okay uh, if you use them properly. But the problem with uh, this trading um, demographic that's trading options right now, at least the ones on Twitter or you know Wall Street Bets, is that they don't use them properly. They swing trade too much of their portfolio percentage at one time. Um, they don't manage their winners properly and they don't manage their losers properly. They, they don't have a system. They're very emotion driven and you're very susceptible to getting got by these like futures that start off like minus 3% and then we end up green for the day. Like how are you supposed to beat that? Like no amount of intuition or a skill can really save you from losing on a trade like that, if you, especially if you're on long on puts or something. So right now <clears throat> is a very, very difficult time to do short time frame trades that are very direction dependent. So that means long calls, long puts, very, very difficult to trade right now. Um, so then, you know, I would usually say here, you know, Consider less trading. Um, consider not trading to consider going outside. Uh, those are the typical things I would say. Um, but those are the things I would say during normal, um, I think, red movement down. Right now, the Russian and uh, Ukrainian conflict has escalated. Um, there's a bit of you know talks going on where maybe some of that could be mitigated by presidents of both nations. But in the meantime, uh, it is plausible that we continue heading down. And it's the talks that I've been seeing on Wall Street Bets, on Twitter, on Discord, on everything really, where people are reaching that point where they're already invested. They've already invested and they've stopped trading and they've started going outside. They, they're doing everything uh, that I've already mentioned. And this is where you enter the capitulation phase or where you just surrender to the market, you give up and you exit for red and just to clear your mind off to reset, right? Or to AKA, you're gonna go red, but you're gonna go cash and you're gonna feel better, that type of red. Um, I would never know if it's time to sell because we're gonna go down another 20%. But I do know that we're absolutely in that range, if we go down another 5%, that capitulation is on the menu where people are going to be selling left and right. Uh, and it's just up to you to decide whether or not, for example, do you need the money right now uh, for anything? How long is your trade horizon? Are you gonna be trading till you're basically dead like me? Or are, do you just want to say trade for fun, but you need that fun money to say go to a friend's bachelor party or bachelorette party you know like next like next month right like people have different horizons people have different goals um that they'll think about when we've hit this capitulation phase and again capitulation let me look let me give you the definition of capitulation um aka from google capitulation the action of surrendering uh, surrendering or ceasing to resist an opponent or demand uh, and this is often seen in like the capitulation market trend graph where you see all the different types of 
ways that the uh, market is described depending on where you are. Like for example, when you're going up, it's enthusiasm, greed, and then delusion. And then on the way down, it's like denial, uh, bull trap, and then fear, and then finally capitulation into despair. Um, so it's it's tricky. I'm just giving you two main questions that I'd probably ask myself uh, if I was thinking about selling. It's, I think, something that's very, very important because where you capitulate dictates how you trade for the rest of the year. If you imagine two scenarios, right? Like imagine if you capitulated, you sold and you realized <laughs> that loss, <clears throat> you're going to suddenly have less money to invest with in case if we go back up that's in case that might also result in you being more risk adverse which is not necessarily bad um, but it's going to make you more risk adverse because you already realize a huge loss you don't want to lose more and it's going to be more difficult for you to trade on the uptrend <clears throat> but take that in comparison with if you did not capitulate if you just held on to your positions uh, and the market did rebound, you're suddenly at a break even and you actually stand to make money for money that's already invested. Um, and you don't have to invest more, giving you more confidence on any sort of uptrend that starts to develop and any money, extra money that you put in, because I always recommend having like a weekly deposit or something, um, makes it that much easier to commit to an uptrend because suddenly your break evens are a lot better because you have more money in your portfolio where you didn't realize a huge loss, like if you capitulated. A lot of people don't mention that they've ever capitulated, which is AKA you got got, right? You either had a play that didn't work out well, so you exited out of that position for a really low or bad price, or you know you wanted to just go all cash because you're frustrated with the market. That's capitulation in accordance to your own timeline. When we look at the SPY graph or QQQ graph, we have not, really capitulated yet um if we've if we're even gonna go there so that's another thing like because you're listening to this podcast right now i'm not saying that we will capitulate or that we will go down like another 10 or 20 percent i'm just opening your mind up to the possibility that it can happen so that you know you can think about it now and then ask yourself you know these questions of do i need the money now or how long is my trade horizon how urgent is this money if I just let it stay in, if I'm really gonna just trade till I'm basically dead, does this does this make a difference? If I'm gonna put in, say like a thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life, and my current portfolio is only like 10k, then it seems like I would just ha double my portfolio anyway by just living another 10 months, right? So there's a lot of clever ways to justify staying in. It's the people that have their life savings and their absolute all their money in the stock market that are in trouble, right? Like there are lots of people that do very risky things with the money that they need for very important things, right? Like it's important to understand how to adjust your risk, um, especially when you're going down a downtrend. Because a lot of people entered the stock market like last year because of the GameStop craze stuff. Um, so, you know, a lot of people are just used to the market going up, choosing all these different types of SPACs, EV stocks, and just having the market go up. Not a lot of people have experience um, when the market trades downwards and then being successful there. 
where you know I feel like I uh, am really grateful and uh, thankful that I traded during those times because that really hardened my system and uh, my just like method of trading. <clears throat> And I'm not gonna be like a trade guru here and say, "Oh, you gotta sign up for my stuff because you, uh, I, I let you know all my trade secrets and system if you sign up for whatever my services and stuff." No, like all my everything that I've ever done is on this podcast and it's all free. Like there's nothing hidden uh, with signing up for anything that I provide. Um, even the website, that's all free. The my podcast, that's all free. I'm here literally just as the voice in your head um for when things get scary of just like oh you know maybe i gotta think about this just a little bit more and whatnot if you want to hear my thoughts um and how i got my portfolio up 50 percent in the during the coronavirus crash um after going all in or being made to go all in after a really bad assignment um on three cash secured puts uh, I was basically forced to go all in on $80,000 that I had, um, and it was my choice to either capitulate or just to hold, and I chose to hold, and I ended up 50% for the year. Um, that's all recorded and documented here on this podcast. None, and all these podcast episodes are free, so just go back to, um, like, what is it, March 2019 or t- uh, 2020? I don't, I don't even remember anymore when coronavirus happened. Oh, my God. But, yeah, um, just be careful out there. It's very easy to justify capitulation when you're frustrated. Um, I've definitely been there before, like before I started doing all this like publicly shown trades type of stuff that I've been doing for the last almost three years now. And all I have to say is it seems like people say the same things over and over again. Every time things get scary, I see the same exact excuses. I see the same exact you know, feelings, I see the same exact tweets, the same posts, everything. It's really, really crazy how how much I've seen. Like, I've, I've gone through the 2018, um, uh, the Fed interest rate hike. I've gone through that. I've gone through the coronavirus crash. I've gone through Donald Trump getting COVID or whatever. Uh, I've gone through the, the swift uh, tech correction uh, that was pretty scary. I've gone through, um, I'm going through this one. Uh, that's, you know, uh, the U- Ukraine-Russia conflict. It's just part of the process. And if you don't start to understand how to trade during these red movements, um, or if you consistently get got, or you you know, you find yourself like, oh, every time I trade, it seems like every something bad happens. Then, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a bad thing. Right, like learn to take risk off the table when things get scary. Don't decide to put on more risk when things get more scary. Don't try to make money on war. I think that a lot. Of, I think that's one of my core philosophies. Is that I don't. I don't play like defense stocks when um, war starts to rise. I. I don't. I don't. I just don't do that for my own moral compass. Um, but enough uh, of this soapbox. Um, yeah, just be careful. Uh, you know, if you realize a big loss or if you, you know, get got or any, any of that, you know, this, the Twitch live stream is a pretty cool place to hang out. 
um, if you want to just get tips on you know maybe how to re-enter the market or uh, if you have any scary positions out there that you're worried about, I can help you feel a little bit better. I won't give you financial advice, but I'd probably just show you like how I would think about the trade and you know if you give me more details about your portfolio, we can all learn from you um, and I can learn from you for sure. Um, so you know uh, that's twitch.tv slash real thetagang, 7:30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, every Tuesday, and then, yeah, uh, I'm gonna go to the outro, uh, that's it for this episode, um, and I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, thank you. Alright, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang, follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang, you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks, and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge, huge help, that's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Um, I want to give an extended shout out to, and I apologize for the loud background. Um, I want to give a shout out to Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, JZN, Sumitrix, <coughs> Pasture Bedtime, Empty Cans, Mods, Norkel, Royal, <coughs> Mitch Brady 7, Upstream Puddle, Craig Thomas, CJ Wilson, BJ Cam, Statistically Random, Mr. Integrity, Trevi, Deleted, Traffic 86, Iron Gum, Wheaton, DJ Mac 86, Null. Vlad DC, Maltman1856, Chivonis, M. Hayden, Lil Little, Mr. Sneezy, Mr. Mano Dum Dum, Grandpa, Maybe Five, Lil Justin, Fancy Wolf, Maestro XC, McFly, Seneca, Mehmed, Chicken Dinner, Ivan Nikonov, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, the Easy Reservist, Jester, Kaput, Rest of Your Shifty, AG, Theta Ray, ULXV, Elfingo, 4RT, Can't Make Money, RL, and Ensys88. <laughs> I almost said Ensys86, that was crazy. <clears throat> anyway, wow. So, um, on the personal front, um, I've been on a diet to make weight for a competition I have in May. Um, I weighed when I first started at 171, which is the heaviest I actually have ever been. Um, and then right currently right now I woke up and I weighed 164.3. Um, and what I've been finding that works and I decided to change it up this time because I usually just do water loading and then hit a keto diet diet for like a, a cool two months and then I shed a lot of weight. But I thought maybe, there's just maybe a way where I change my lifestyle just a little bit. And so uh, just to cut down to like my normal set weight where I like weigh, I think I normally weigh like 157. I think that's my nor like new set weight. I used to weigh like 150, but I, I think I'm okay with just chilling at 157. Um, yeah, and so I'm trying to reach uh, 155 for the comp um, comfortably. So uh, I've been doing a caloric deficit. And so I am eating like 17, basically 1800 calories a day, which has which I thought would normally be really bad or really hard, but it's not as hard as I thought it'd be. Um, I've started eating like sweet potatoes and uh, chicken thighs, and that sounds really boring. But honestly, I I'm actually okay with eating boring food. I've done that tons of times before, just for uh, weight cutting uh, previously. Um, but what I like about doing this non keto approach is I feel less less deprived of things that I, I usually really enjoy because I can like take nibbles of things that, um, that I, I like maybe like I'll have an Oreo or I'll have uh, blueberries I mean blueberries are also keto too just depending on how strict you are depending on your caloric or your carbon take um, but 
yeah uh just being able to eat like sweet potatoes for example is has been really helpful because it's just a lot more filling or satiating at least um and then uh yeah like my main problem was that i got into this bad habit where i needed to eat before i slept because i work on theta gang pretty late and after i'm done especially after like um sessions where I'm working on like a big feature like this sim like this last one um, I would just feel exhausted and I feel really hungry and I would like lay in bed and I'd be like wow you know what uh, I'm gonna just order a burrito or something and then pound that and then just go to sleep which felt really good I mean whenever I eat that burrito and then I fall asleep it's like I sleep like a baby but <clears throat> I felt like I needed to change that up a little bit and so I'm doing this caloric deficit thing where I'm eating 17 and when I get down to say like my set weight I'll probably up my caloric intake for, by I don't know by like 500 600 calories to 25 where I could comfortably cut down to maybe like 154 um, just so I can easily make weight I won't have to even cut on the day of or hit the sauna or anything um, but yeah it, it feels good being kind of in control of my health again I felt like I kind of got into that um, cyclical loop of you know ordering fast food too often like on the way home from jiu-jitsu i'd get chick-fil-a a lot of the time because it was just easy and on the way home but yeah i mean the results are definitely showing um you know when i get cravings i just eat like carrots uh, i eat like a can of tuna um something that's been really really helping is the yellow hot chili peppers you know, for those that have In-N-Outs in their town, you know, those peppers that you get, you can buy those in the store. Um, but that's not really news to me. I've eaten those, like, all my life um, because my mom always buys, like, a jar of those for her to eat with her, like, salads that she eats, like, twice a year. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so that's been that's been really helpful. Those are really, really satiating to me. I feel full after eating, like, um, like a can of tuna um, a little bit of sweet potato and like like six or seven of those peppers because what I like about spicy food is it makes the meal feel complete to me. But yeah, uh, that's just a preference of mine. I uh, just thought I'd probably like say some bit of my personal health journey in case if anyone wants to be, uh, wants a little bit of motivation to start on their own. Um, you know, I'm all for not you know, caring about what you look like, because uh, I think you should be proud of what you look like. But, you know, if you feel like, you know, you're sad for no reason, or if you're not in the best mood for no reason, you know, health is probably a good place to start. That could be mental health. You can start going to therapy just to find out, you know, hey, you know, I like talking to someone that actually wants to dig deeper. Or, it could be physical health. Maybe, like, yeah, maybe your hormones are just off because, man, you are just a little bit overweight. Or um, maybe you're just not getting enough nutrition somewhere. Maybe you're only eating chips and soda, and this you know, hunger that you constantly have is just because you're not eating enough fiber. Maybe you just need to add, like, a few fruits to your diet or something just to make you feel fuller. And then suddenly now you feel fuller and you're not constantly craving this dopamine um, that you're missing because you're just constantly hungry all the time. There's so many ways to look at being sad. Uh, there, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know all the solutions to cure your sadness. 
Um, but I am someone that gets sad pretty often, I think. Um, but, you know, a lot of things that carry me on through the day is just being grateful for the things that I have and the things that I do to, you know, kind of keep my mind off of off of that stuff. So um, I think uh, I made a pact almost at the beginning of the year, right? Like I got my blood work done. By the way, I never followed up on my blood work. I'm actually normal. I thought <laughs> I thought maybe because of my bad eating habits before, I would have been diabetic or pre-diabetic because <clears throat> I was gaining weight really fast, um, more faster than normal. And then um, uh, what else? Yeah, I just I I guess that that, that was mainly it um, because I nothing really changed out of the norm because I've been I've had this bad eating habit for about like a year and a half, probably since like quarantine started. But it's good to know that uh, I'm reasonably healthy. I don't know if I'm 100% um, actually because you know I don't do, I haven't done a CT scan. I don't think I've like felt every part of my body to check for like bumps and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I, for for what it's worth, the blood test that I got back, the only thing that was really kinda uh, like not normal was my cholesterol level, which I can totally understand. Um, but since then, I've definitely changed my diet. Um, and yeah, I mean, I feel good, um, taking control of my health, especially while the market is going down has definitely, um, helped, uh, because it gives me something to be distracted with, right? Like you, normally I usually, uh, wake up at maybe like a nine, nine thirty, Um, and that's like three hours. The market has already been open. Um, but then now I'll like continue to wake up at nine or nine thirty. but then I'll go and make, um, or prep my meals for like the rest of the day where I'll like blend my shake and every, everything. And that, that adds to another hour where I'm not looking necessarily at the market. I'm just catching up on discord. I'm looking at Twitter a little bit, but I'm not looking or like managing my portfolio, like right when I wake up and it's, it's a good break, right? It's, it's to add during volatile environments. And this is why I tell everyone to like go outside or find a hobby or do something, you do things that can distract you during the market day. If you find yourself making all these mistakes uh, while the market is open, because there's really no need to adjust your trades during the day, unless if you're really, really pro or really, really advanced or doing something that really requires it. But if you're a beginner and I consider myself almost a beginner, um, there's really no need, uh, especially if your time horizon is long enough. So that's all. Um, yeah, it feels good uh, getting back on track. I th I've you know jujitsu. Uh, just gonna say this last thing. Jujitsu has probably saved my life. Uh, I've started wrestling now, so that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, imagine if I didn't have this competition coming up in May, I would not. I would not have started this health kick. You know, I would not be burning all the calories uh, Monday through Friday of wh when I go. Um, and I'd probably be a lot heavier than I am right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I could imagine my life being completely different if I didn't start jujitsu or uh, find a community that shared something that I liked that, you know, on the plus side is something physical, too. Um, there's a lot of cool people that I've met, a lot of opportunities that have came out of nowhere just from rolling with different types of people and having conversations that I would, wouldn't normally have. And I think it's a pretty cool way to just, you know, uh, step outside and, uh, you know, get to know other people and do something I enjoy. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, I'm going to go. Um, I hope that everyone has a fantastic weekend and fantastic next week. I'll be on the Twitch stream at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time, twitch.tv slash Um And uh, if I don't see you there, I'll see you on the next podcast. Bye.